We can find instant satisfaction in almost anything these days. Sleepy? Instant coffee. Need to sell your car fast? Car sales? Instant offer. That's right. Sell your car the instant way. And get it done with Australia's most trusted site for cars. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for Same Race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Round Robin is officially over in the ANZ Premiership and well... Maya Wilson and her Matariki theme worked a charm as the Stars managed to finish it off. Finish in second place, earning hosting rights for Wednesday night's elimination final against the Northern Mystics, which you will hear live on SCNZ. It was a round like no other for the Stars coach, Kitty Wills, who led her team through, uh, through three makeup games in the final week. What an effort. Kitty is with us now. Morena, how are the spirits in the camp? Morena, Kitty? Morena. Oh, things are things are good, but we touch wood, you know, with um, COVID around. We we have fingers fingers and toes crossed that we make it through um, to tomorrow night unscathed. How did the team pull up? Obviously, three makeup games in in the last wee while. It's pretty tough and demanding on on the squad. They pull up all right. Yeah, look, we had a few um, we had a few niggles. Um, nothing. Nothing uh, bigger than what we would normally have towards the back end of the season, but it was a pretty, it was a pretty tough finish, and we tried to manage the squad as best we can, uh, but we're looking really good for tomorrow night. Morena Kitty, hey, the Mystics are currently two and up against you this year. Um, you got any thoughts on the turning the tables? What's what's your key this week? Um, well, I think our first game against them, I'm really not sure what ha- happened. We had a bit of a brain explosion and they absolutely smashed us. Um, and so the second game, which Grace Nowicki was on the court, we only lost that by four. And I think um, we showed a few chinks in their armour while she was on there. They weren't comfortable um, and we got our hand to ball, which is always quite a challenge with them. They're one of the most accurate teams in the competition and have been since they've had her in their side. Um, so we definitely have got some things that we know work. And then, you know, um, the next game, they were, were obviously without her, and that was just a whitewash from our side. We just, um, yeah, it was just, a, it's a lot easier to get ball off them when she's not on the court. And I know that they're talking up that they've got other strengths, but the rea- reality is, is that they don't score as quickly and they're not as accurate when she's not out there. So... We're hoping for them um, that mm. their entire squad is back because, you know, like they've worked really hard and I'd really hate to be in their position to have COVID hit you at this end of the season is really, really bad luck. We've all had it, but to have mm. it at this time is, is not cool. It, it's been a challenging yeah. year for you as a coach. How have you been able to overcome that and manage the players to maybe keep the morales up? There's so much uncertainty throughout the year, like, You've got to live pretty much moment to moment. How have you as a coach been able to manage that and keep keep the spirits high? It, it actually has been um, a very, uh, very big challenge. I think the hardest thing has been um, when, you're, when you're wanting to do combination work or work mm. on your strategy or look at your tactics and you've only got three players that can train at 100%. Um, it's very challenging for us as coaches, and I think we stopped actually, because, you know, you plan and you're organised. 
I actually didn't write trainings till an hour before training because quite often you'd write it up and then you'd have to change it four times because people were dropping away um, with, you know, and, and the changes in how we manage COVID changed as well. So, you know, if you had a symptom, you weren't allowed to come if you... You know, and then there was the, oh, at this stage, we're, we've got to be 10 days in isolation and then, then the following week we're in seven days isolation. So it, it kept changing all the time. Mm. And so, but it's, it's been fine. We've just had to really rethink how we keep things interesting at training. We've got so few people training. But the, um, the great thing is, is that every time somebody new came back from either isolating or illness, um, everyone was so excited to see them. So there's definitely not, sometimes at this end of the season, you get a little bit sick of seeing each other. It all feels quite new and um, exciting. Mm. We're back all together because we just haven't had that much of it this year. Oh, that's really good to hear that you've, you're, you know, from a coaching perspective, that planning and that still going on and only having to work it out an hour before training is a tough gig, Kitty. Hey, <laughs> just tell me, like, I come from a Nepal family. My mum played right up, you know, grade, grade Nepal right until she was 55. I don't know how she done that. I couldn't run when I was 32. Um, <laughs> but what, what, is, what is the biggest, uh, I guess, the biggest development in the game uh, that you've seen this year? What part of the court has developed the most that we all need to be aware of? Oh, that's a really interesting question. I think, um, you know, everyone always talks about the bookends of the court. They're the ones that um, have the most exciting jobs because everything um, defensively is set up so that the pressure builds and the um, goal D and goal kick get all the glory. Um, and then likewise, down the other end, everybody notices the shooters and how much they shoot. Mm. I think um, what's really big in our game at the moment is the number of quality mid-quarters out there. I think it's going to be very, very difficult for the Silver Fern selectors and coaches to pick the mid-court because there's just, in every single team, there there are really nice players out there. And I think um, for us, you know, someone like Mila Riulu Buchanan, she's always been a sharp feeder. She's beautiful on attack. She does some great moves. Um, but she's lifting her game defensively. And then you've got someone like Kate Heffernan down south who could be an outside chance. So I think um, keep an eye on the midcourt. They do, um, mm. their work sometimes goes a little bit unnoticed, but they're all working on their skill set in terms of how to beat the defenders when they're attacking and then looking to pick up their game in the middle of the court. Oh, that's that's all. I look. I love the midcourt. I think you know. I can't believe how fit those guys need to be. Um, getting around, you know, and all that speed and stop and start and man, what a tough gig. Hey, Kitty, just one question, short question before we let you go. From the coaching perspective, where where, where is the innovative thinking come from your from your coaching over the the next five years? What do you think a part of your game that you need to work on to, to remain at the top? Yeah, I think um, we'd really like to look at some innovation. I think this year has been quite challenging um, because, you know, you just really want to do the bread and butter well because you've had so much disruption. So it's been quite difficult um, to add that in. I think what I'd like to have a look at um, a little bit closer is we talk, we look at getting the ball off, off um, the shooters and things like that, you know, at the catch point a lot. Um, I'd like to see, particularly in the New Zealand game, a lot more focus go on the point of release. So where it leaves the players' hands, what are we doing about that and when are we attacking it? Mm. It's not a new thing, 
but it's mm. certainly something that defensively New Zealand players don't do as much as they say their Aussie counterparts, and I think we've got to add that to our game because the the reality is shooters are getting taller and taller and mm. taller, and if we leave it up to our poor old goalkeeper at the back to keep trying to out-jump them, um, we're not going to have much success. So we've got to look at ways, better ways of getting that ball early. Awesome. Beautiful, beautiful, Kitty. Oh, we appreciate you coming on, <laughs> Izzy and Kempi, for breakfast. That finer details, You, uh, I talk to a lot of young kids when I'm at training camps and they think the All Blacks do these magical moves. No, you just train the basics and you train the basics to be the best <laughs> in the world. That's what it's about. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Good Thank luck you. on Wednesday and uh, good, good, good luck. luck for the Stars. Stars Pulse final, I'm predicting. Well done. Thank you. Bye. Like it. Thanks, team. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Well, hopefully, she's not following your punting. She wouldn't like that. Kimpy. You've had one fill up. Just <laughs> ask me. Oh. oh. <laughs> hey, Stop it. Boys, calm. Seven away from eight. Back after this, and as he's got something a little bit special for us. And there's plenty more of your texts on double eight, double three. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.